Greenfield Post on Triple M. Are we live? With Will and MJ. They're awake and they're on fire. Will, what about the dogs last night? The dogs can't do a thing wrong this weekend. They've gone out today and won the VFL Grand Final. Yep. Which is unbelievable, but the focus is on the AFL side and what a performance last night. The greatest, one of the greatest games I've seen in my life. Top five. Really? Top five Top of all five. time, do you think? I think so. I can't remember a game that was so pulsating, so close for the entirety of yeah. the entire game. It mm. was just phenomenal. I was at a pub in Richmond watching it. There was a few of the Collingwood players there as well. Yep. And they were going off. They were all on the boggy, doggies bandwagon. That's what I thought. Oh, there were doggies bandwagons at every pub around the around the country. Absolutely. Every single eye was on the TV. I've never seen anything like yeah. it. Like it was, a, it was incredible scenes. Imagine being there. Oh, I was sitting. I was standing. I was yelling. Go dogs! Go dogs! And then there next week, how exciting is that going to be? It's it's like it's a day that you don't you don't associate the dogs with. Mm. You don't associate the dogs with grand finals, and finally we get to see a different combination. It's yeah. a, it's so exciting! I can't wait. And you just have you get the feeling they can do it. Oh, if if they can do what they've done the last three yeah. weeks, then why not? And just t- quickly turning back to the VFL, which was on this afternoon. Yeah. Ling Jong pulled one of the all-time great sleight of hands. Yeah, he's pulled during a fast game. He's pulled one of the fast ones of all time. He's completely trolled Casey. He's rocked up with strapping on his other shoulder that isn't injured. <laughs> so all the Casey fellas are getting stuck into him and hip and shouldering him. What a genius. And his, his um, actual injured arm is completely untouched. They were attacking his left shoulder. And, he and was, his right one, he had a busted collarbone <laughs> two weeks ago. What about that? No one touched it. And he's played unbelievably well. Was thrusting his name yep. in front of selectors. So... Beveridge has got a few decisions to make this he week. He does have some massive decisions. Now, first, Will, after this, we've uh, got a song to play. Yep. It's debuting in about three minutes' time. We are. We're debuting our first single. <laughs> it is. It's a, a bit of a wrap-up of the 2016 season. There's been highs and lows, yeah. and I think we've uh, covered most of I the... I think we've probably covered more lows and highs in this song, but... A lot of lows. But <laughs> yeah, a lot of lows. No low goes un- unnoticed, but oh. yeah, we've ticked all, the, ticked all the boxes, I think. Listen up. Coming up right now. Song debut. <laughs> this is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. <laughs> And Will, we promised that we'll debut our song right now, and that's going to happen. Yeah. Well, we decided we wanted to, it's grand final week. We mm. wanted to wrap up the 2016 season. Because you want to look back and see all the things that have happened. Yeah, like a montage. And what mm. better way to do a 2016 montage than the, to the tune of Billy Joel, We Didn't Start the Fight? Fast leg, all his teammates shit the bed. Kangaroos couldn't lose, started with nine straight. Dangerfield made the move, went to Adelaide, got booed. Everyone still hates the Hawks, and then came free kick gate. Supplements, white as coal, bombers banned from football. Collingwood's dick picks, dusty mutton chopsticks. Stephen May's massive hit, Giants fans tire kick. Collingwood's great big yank, someone shot Stephen Dank. Nobody blame the umpires. Don't be hating, they're interpreting. Nobody blame the umpires. Though it's fun to boo them, they are only human. Joe Watson making coffee match winning Golioli, Sydney Swans lead the comp, Petrie Uncle Chomp Chomp. Richmond had a boycott, Magpie shot, Cloak got dropped, Bet's goal was off the chain, Cloak's back then dropped again. Nick Stevens sent to prison, footies in high definition, Buddy going for the ton, Beast mode shotgun. Giants crowds reach the dozens, dip the kills off Benny Cousins, Caleb's helmet bombers lose, Swanee Snapchat with some boots. Nobody blame the umpires. Don't be hating, they're interpreting. Nobody blame the umpires. Though it's fun to boo them, they are only human. 
Bantam Pelly, what a weapon, Boomer Harvey, 427, Brisbane Lions, what a fuss, Justin Levitch gets the ass. Wacko Jacko being weird, Jimmy Bartel's feral beard, Nat and Louie break some tendons, North Melbourne ditch some legends. Tigers, Rebels cause a scene, Fev knocks up the dream team, Jesse Hogan in some talks, Amira somehow picks the Hawks. Best Ruckman, Maxi gone, Bulldogs in the fourth on, Dogs and Swans grand final day, what else do I have to say? The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Now, MJ, you've got me some breaking Warnie news. Warnie seems to get mentioned on this show every single week. I think he's a recurring theme. It should almost be the Warnie show. And we didn't plan to mention him this week, but just his name gets thrust up time and time again. And this time, it's about a comment he made on Emily Ratajkowski. Yeah, Ratajkowski. The model from the Blurred Lines film clip. Yep. He made a comment on her Instagram page yesterday. Now, I've only seen this on on Facebook and things like that. I haven't really delved into the details. Can you just run me through a quick recap of... So Emily put up a photo. I know uh, who Emily is. Yesterday, yeah. I'm well versed yeah. in Emily's work. And Warnie, there must have been thousands of comments yeah. on her account of people being complimentary and tagging people in it. But someone spotted Warnie um, Instagramming her saying, stunning day in London, enjoy. That's oh. all it said. Yeah. For what's some, he what's he trying to get out of that though? I don't know. It's a it's a Hail Mary. It's a, that's exactly what it is. Absolutely. But yeah, good on him. Yeah, okay. Nothing wrong with that. So someone spotted that. Yeah. It's got thrust in front of the media's spotlight and this mor- this morning on the Today Show, the weekend team mm. were discussing the comments, and it's fair to say they weren't very complimentary of Warney. Have a listen to what they had to say this morning on the Today Show. Oh, it's all a bit creepy. He's like that guy that sits at the end of the bar and has those really cheesy lines, hoping that one of them will work. <laughs> and I don't think they're working anymore. <laughs> Look, you know the thing I love about warning? You know that uncle that you only ever see at Christmas? Creepy and... uncle. Yeah. Creepy uncle warning. He... Hugs, hugs too tight. Yeah. Over that. Over that. They, so, they fired up. So they've, they've called him a creepy uncle. Yep. They've been nowhere near complimentary of the great man. Over, over telling Emily it's a nice day in London. It was... More or less a weather report from Warnie. Oh, that is unbelievable from the from the crew. Like I I, I understand they're just trying mm. to get a few laughs and but that's just unnecessary. Poor Warnie's a single bloke. Well, Warnie's not happy about it. He <laughs> jumped straight on Twitter this morning, um, and saying, "This is on the video of that clip that we just played." Mm. Um, is that right? And you know this how by the rubbish journalism that some people write, I'm doing just fine, thanks, single and happy. Yeah. So that was that wasn't too hard. He sort of backed off. He's yeah, then, yeah. He then tweeted. Emily Sears, who I think is another model, actually, saying... <laughs> he likes Emily's. Cont- continual cheap gags from certain journos they think that know me is starting to bore me. Perception doesn't always equal reality. Mm. And I've just clicked on Emily Sears' profile. She's most definitely a model. <laughs> 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 so yep. It's thrown me That's a bit, actually, on her, her Twitter account, actually. I'm yeah, good area. get my train back, I thought. Anyway, um, he's reloaded tonight, though, Warnie. <laughs> yeah. Apropos of nothing, he's had his say this morning, and he said, P.S., P.S. on a tweet that he sent 10 hours ago. <laughs> yeah. I've been, empo- I've been employed by Channel 9 for 23 years and have gone out of my way to give the Today Show my time. <gasps> Not any more lawyer time, I think. Oh. Now, as Warney says in that tweet, he's a long-time employee of Channel 9. I he think is. he still is employed by Channel 9. So it's not often you get a sports person or any person threatening to sue their own employer. Wow. What a courtroom drama that would be. <laughs> Imagine now, the case of Warn v. Today Show. How good would that be? Oh, oh. it'd be one for the ages. Well, I don't, who, who from the day, Today Show has taken 700 wickets? No one. Exactly. I think Warney can do whatever he likes. And I it think the just, Today Show were very wrong in what they said about Warney. Know your place and... Uh, 
jump back in your box? Now, I've done a bit more research, Will. Yeah. I've just scanned down Warney's Twitter page. And you, you, you're smiling. You're beaming from me to ear. Just to see what other things he's been tweeting about, right? Yeah. Last week, he's tweeted um, Gabrielle Manch, who is the lead actor in Suits. Okay. Not quite a model, but... <laughs> plays Harvey Specter. Yeah. In Suits, if you know the yeah, I know TV the show. show well. Saying, my friends are saying I should change my nickname from King to Harvey as I'm addicted to Suits. Season <laughs> six is awesome. So, Warney's just seen Suits. So I think he's inspired by it. Yeah. And that's why he's just threatened to... He, just, he wants to get in the courtroom now. He's a, <laughs> he he's wants, a he wants, lawyer. He wants to push the hair back. He, <laughs> he's threatening lawyers after watching six seasons just, on Netflix. Yeah, he thinks he's an expert now <laughs> in legality. Because I don't think you can sue someone for being called a creepy uncle. Objection. Shane, no, that's... <laughs> just, just sit down, that's, Shane. We haven't even started. <laughs> and joining us again from the hot breakfast is Sarah Fayor. Thanks for coming in again, Sarah. Good evening. Thank you for having me back. Now, big news in the netball world this week. Yes. With the Collingwood unveiling their logo and start-studded team. It's ridiculous. Have you guys seen their team list? They've basically gone out and poached um, netballers from all around the country so yep. they've taken players like Shani Layton. They've just poached her from the, the Swifts. Um, Maddie Robinson, she was the Melbourne Vixens captain. Mm-hmm. She's gone. She's now playing for Collingwood. So as if Collingwood didn't have a, a big enough monopoly <laughs> in this town, they've mm. now got this almighty epic netball team. Like Eddie Maguire. <laughs> he just needs he needs empires across every board. He needs uh, the best netball team in the country. Because I don't know these netballers uh, as well as I probably should. I, yeah. I like the sport. I don't watch it. Avidly, but yeah, sure. Mm. From what I understand, it's like if every AFL team just had a clean slate, and then Collingwood's just picked <laughs> up Dangerfield, Fife, Sloan, pretty much Abbott. They've just gone. That's exactly mental. what's happened. Now I was talking to someone before this was all announced on Tuesday yeah. last weekend. I was talking to someone who works at Netball Australia, mm. and she worded me up and said that Collingwood have come in, and all the other clubs have sort of been kept on the back foot. They didn't realize Collingwood were going this hard this early. Oh, are we, well, re- are we recruiting now? They've been taking their time and being quite relaxed about it. Like, well, no. I think that must have been the way that netballers, you know, teams did it in the past. Don't they know how Eddie operates, though? Yeah. Like, Eddie's doing everything yesterday. So. Yeah. And Collingwood have come <laughs> just caught, caught everyone by surprise, taken all the good players, yeah. and now everyone else is left in the dark. Well, because there's obviously mm. there's the existing teams like the Thunderbirds, the Swifts and all that, mm-hmm. but there's also the new team. So Melbourne Storm Rugby League have a netball team. So are they going to be called the Melbourne Storm? We don't know I that I think it's yet. called Melbourne, Melbourne Storm Rugby Team. Okay. And then Brisbane Lions have a... Sorry, Melbourne Storm netball, netball team. team. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Although the Rugby Sevens, you know. Yeah. Um, and then Brisbane Lions will have a netball team, mm-hmm. but they yep. haven't recruited their players yet. And Colin's <laughs> just gone out and taken everyone. So No doubt they'll be trashed too. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they could do that in the AFL. Yeah, well, you're a Pies fan anyway, I am a so Pies you'll fan. get around so the I'm, netballers. I'm around this. I can't wait to watch it. If, yeah. they, if, if they go out in the black and white stripes, and yeah. I, I think it's going to be the same with the women's football team. I think yeah. just with the Collingwood branding, it's automatically got me on side. I'm, I'm really excited about it. You can't it. wait to watch it now that you've got a powerhouse. <laughs> <That's> exactly, <laughs> you weren't into it a week ago. As long as we'll win something. Hopefully Seriously. Buckley's not coaching the Netball uh, Oh, I tell you what, Succession look out plan. for um, Shani Layton. Mm, she was yep. on the Hot Breakfast this week. She's yeah. an absolute ripper of a cheek. Uh, she's got a, a gap tooth smile, yep. which I love, but um, she's a ripper. And what position does she play? She's a defensive player. So she's goalkeeper, wing defense, you know. Okay. GKGD, yeah. it says on my. Yeah. We're in need of some tall cheat defenders cheat. at Collingwood, so that's great. Well, there you go. <laughs> She's tall, so. Yeah. Uh, and now, last week, Sarah, you brought us to the attention of a dating show over in the yeah. States, which is yep. 
being headed up by an NFL player who's yeah. still on an NFL list. What's his name again? Yeah, that's right. It's Travis Kelsey. The show is mm. called Catching Kelsey, and he is a tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're mm-hmm. going okay. One win, one loss so far for the NFL season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually funny. This show hasn't yet premiered in the States, but all the promos are running. Uh, so um, every time Travis Kelsey goes to do a press conference, whether he's at an OTA, which is an organized training activity, or um, a rehearsal, he's doing a press conference, all the journos are asking him about the dating show. Oh, and really? he keeps okay. saying, you guys got any uh, football-related questions? And they're like, no, no, no. So back to the dating show. So 50 women. 50? Really? <laughs> <laughs> Every press conference. That's it, yeah. Um, and I just wanted to share with you um, another bit of a clip of Travis talking about, you know, dating those 50 women and trying to find the one. When I'm off the field, I am still in the spotlight. I need a woman that will fit into all aspects of my life, that can get along with my teammates and their wives. So I'm trying a whole new game plan. This offseason, I have moved out west to Los Angeles in hopes of finding that one special girl. Oh, he's gone to California. <laughs> That's it, because he lives in Kansas City and he's yep. sort of plowed through all the, the girls in the Kansas yep. City area, mm-hmm. so he's had to move out to L.A. Um, but that led us to, we were discussing last week, Mark Philippus has had a dating show. <laughs> yeah. It was called The Age of Love. The Age of Love. That's oh, right. Yeah. So you've actually done your homework here. Oh, yeah. I went back and I watched clips. Mm. I watched oh. like the final yeah. rose ceremony, if you will. But what is the most fascinating about this show is mm. that it's two groups of women. And was it an American show? Yeah, based in America. Mm. But the final two fly home to Melbourne to meet his family oh, and wow. stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm. But do you know what it was? He was about 30 at the time. Mm. There's basically a group of women that they call the kittens. And a group of women that they call the cougars. And so he has to whittle them down one by one and decide, oh, does he want to marry age. the age of love? Oh. Does he want to marry a kitten or a cougar? Yeah. And the final two, there's a 48-year-old chick and a 25-year-old. Guess ha- who he chooses? 25-year-old. The 25-year-old. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that was, was in a pop quiz. <laughs> but they only dated for five months. Okay. And um, she said that Mark Philippoussis was really lazy, unmotivated, didn't train one day that she knew him. He'd lie in his bedroom watching movies all day. Wow. So, I don't know. Yes, Interesting. So Jennifer was her name and she, yeah, they went out for five months, but now he's married to another actress. She's Romanian and they have a child together. Did he find her on season two or was that just <laughs> more <laughs> no. organic, that one? And how no. old was she when he met her? Yeah, it's a good question. She's <laughs> a, um, a model. Her name is Silvana Lovin. <laughs> that sounds like someone that would go out That's her name. Pool, a bit cliche. Yeah. So there you go. Well, well, thanks for that research. I think yeah. we, do we need to know anything more about Philippus for I, next week? Or? I don't know if we do, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't. <laughs> well, I, I don't I, care if we never speak about him again <laughs> after what he did to Delta Goodrum. I think that could be the beginning of what end did, of... What did he do to Delta? <laughs> yeah. Don't you remember when Delta Goodrum had cancer? Yeah. He sent her flowers and they started dating. Really? And they were going out for about wow. nine months. They did a big spread in a woman's weekly with yeah. them and all their dogs and how in love they were. Mm. And then he dumped her to go and root Paris Hilton. Oh, excuse oh me. I, <laughs> see, I, I knew I had issues with Mark yeah. Philippoussis, <laughs> but this is, I, this I, is something else. I thought most of my issues were tennis based, but now <laughs> yeah, I'm nah, So we're off. Australia doesn't, we're off him. Yeah. He's gone. Never won Grand Slam. We're never mentioning him on the show again after <laughs> He's been Whatever. irrelevant for yeah, over a decade. <laughs> we tried to bring <laughs> him back. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're off him. Yeah. <laughs> this is a Greenfield Post on Triple F. Thanks for coming in, Sarah. Thank you, you Sarah. Thanks, yeah. guys. Sarah, I've got a new segment here. Mm. Segment? You, I think, yeah, a segment. We have segments now. Look, look yeah. at the professionalism you're bringing to the table. I know. We'll call it a benchmark yeah. segment. Would yeah. you like to introduce it, Sarah? Oh, sure. Yeah. This is Try and Shock Me. Oh, oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, because I was telling you guys a couple of stories off air, which I'm going to share now with everyone about Andre Agassi yeah. and um, 
I want to see if I can try and shock you because I, I find I'm reading his book at the moment. Agassi yep. is in Melbourne this yep. week doing some publicity for a few different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so one story that I found fascinating was you might remember in the US Open, Agassi was getting close to retiring. He was playing Marcus Bagdadis in the US Open final. This was 2006. Yep. And it's an epic five-setter. You know, their bodies are cramping up and Agassi wins. It's a monumental victory for him. He, he woke up that morning and couldn't get out of bed. It took him an hour to stand up because his back was that screwed. Mm-hmm. Cool. And he wins this match. He wins his, another US Open. Fantastic. So they go back into the change rooms. And it's very emotional. They're getting their rub down. So they're both getting massages. So you can imagine Marcos Bagdadis lying down on a massage table. Yeah. Andre Agassi lying down Well, I find that on strange a massage table. to start with. Just that they're, they're in the just, same room. Yeah, yeah I didn't, that, that surprised apart. me too. Yeah. yeah, so that's surprising. There's a lot of tennis yeah. players yeah. that don't like each other. <laughs> I know. I'm not sho- shocked yet. Surprised at that. Yeah. I thought yeah. they'd be completely separate when they get off the court. Yeah, although yeah. side by side. Yeah. I don't that know was, if that's normal. That's the most surprising thing so far. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Carry on. Getting warm. And then... They were watching, there was a TV and they were watching highlights of the match and it was kind of sinking in like how epic Mm -hmm. this was. It will go down in history as one of the great tennis battles. And so Andre said to his manager and his team of people, can you guys give us a minute? Can you kick us out? Mm. And um, Baghdadis did the same. So they're lying side by side getting their massages Mm. and Andre, um, sorry, Baghdadis extended his hand to Andre. And they held hands while they were getting their massages and watched the TV highlights of this epic battle they'd just both been through. And I just thought that was incredible. It's a bit um, <laughs> romantic a bit rather than... No, yeah. don't, make it, don't make it romantic. It was just two incredible sportsmen who'd been through this battle together. Holding hands. And they, weird. How long did yeah. they... They just, they just I get like a like a five second hold, but if they're <laughs> yeah. just like there for ten minutes, well, like if one went for a high five and the other sort of held on a bit, like an awkward kind of get good. a bit sweaty. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. They just, you know, they were feeling that that moment and that experience that no one else would know what that was like and what they went through. So no, you've just made me uncomfortable. I'm oh, not yeah. shocked. Yeah, try and shock me again. <laughs> yeah. um, okay. I'm going to say not shocked. Yeah. Okay, not shocked. In- in- like interesting. So the fact yeah, that they were in the same okay. room after the game, but right. yeah, shocking. I'm not sure. <laughs> Okay, what about this? Have you guys ever heard about Jim Brown? No. You know, you know who Jim Brown is? He's an NFL legend, ex-player, Jim mm, Brown. Okay. Anyway, um, he was doing celebrity tennis tor- tournaments back in the day and the guy he was supposed to play had cancelled and um, Jim Brown wasn't very happy because he loses out on a fee, a match fee for this. Yeah. And then the tournament director said, well, I've got this young kid that can play you. Um, he's amazing. Do you, do you want to play him? And mm. it's Andre Agassi, who's 10 years old. And Jim Brown goes, I'm not going to play no kid. And the dad said, no, no, trust me, he's really good. And Jim Brown yeah. said, all right, I'll, I'll, um, $10,000 if 10, who, the winner oh, gets $10,000. Okay. Yeah. And so anyway, they kept playing, um, they play and, um, Andre Agassi's dad said, I'll, I'll bet my house that my son will, you know, beat you. And he goes, no, nah, no, nah, that's okay. Anyway, Jim Brown's <laughs> losing <laughs> two sets to love down yeah. and then yeah. says, oh shit, we better make it $500. And the dad goes, deal. And then Andre Agassi at 10 years old yeah. beat Jim Brown in three sets. I'm shocked by are that. Are you sufficiently hey? shocked? I'm shocked I'm, by I'm that. six yeah. out of ten shocked. I've got one. Ten year, do you know how small ten-year-olds are? I've got a little yes. brother who plays Beating tennis. A and he, gr- he was pretty handy at ten. At ten? I can see, yeah, I can see Can you imagine it. the power of an ex-NFL footballer, though? Just I like s- smacking forward hands. And yeah, I assume he was really trying. Yeah. They're agile, though, ten-year-olds. <laughs> they can cover a lot of court. Not strong, though. They're quite small. They can't serve. 
Yeah, they, they, they can't. Be so they don't have the height. Yeah, yeah. They, you, you see the best servers in the world are all over six foot. They're not that quick. So he, just, he must have been pretty good at ten years old of to course. be a fully grown man. No, That's I'm, it. I'm, so no, you're not, you're I'm not shocked surprised. By that. Can I try one more thing? <laughs> okay, come oh, on. From the Agassi book to shock you. Yeah. Um. So Andre Agassi was married to Brooke Shields. Yeah. And um, actually, I didn't know that. No, she's got me. Play the sting. Yeah. Carry on. He was. And we're done. Do you want the story? I want the story. Okay, so he's married to Brooke Shields. Um, Brooke Shields is training for her wedding day to get into, like, shape. Yeah. And she had an inspirational picture of a woman on her fridge. Yeah. The woman on her fridge was Steffi Graf. Yeah. Andre Agassi. Magic is now married to Steffi Graf. Now marries Steffi oh, Graf. Oh, okay. Oh. I'm shocked that? by that. I am shocked <laughs> yes, by <MJ>. that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on board. You're a little That's easy. It's a bit of a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that that's it. So I'm, sho- I'm shocked two out of three and you're zero out of three. Um, yeah. No, he didn't know about Brooke Shields being married to Andre. Yeah. You, what, did you've you not raised re- my eyebrows. Did you not read any sort of women's magazine in the last <laughs> 20 years? Did you no, not? No. Yeah. My subscription to Women's Day was <laughs> lost in the mail. New idea. Anything. Well, there you go. Oh, that was great. Thanks so much that for coming fun. in, Sarah. Thanks, that was really guys. good. That's Sarah Fayol from Sarah. The Hot Breakfast and me. Triple M Footy as well. Does a great job on the boundary line. Yeah. This is the Greenfield Post on Triple M. Well, this time last week, we broke some news after some incredible scenes down at the grand final for the RDFL. The RDFL diggers rest were the premiers, but not after a controversial ending to the grand final. They thought they won by a point. Yep. But the scoreboard operator had stuffed up. Yep. The umpires had to come together. Um, and anyway, we spoke to Chris Payne, who was the vice president of Diggers Rest, who explained exactly what happened to us last week. Oh, was about 30 seconds, probably a minute to go, and we uh, kicked the goal and put it the pot in front, but the scoreboard was wrong, and uh, about 15, 20 seconds ago, they changed it, and um, final time went. We had the ball about 50 out, and um, yeah, we thought we'd won it, but um, the uh, goal umpires come together and um, corrected it, and uh, yeah, it was a draw, so we went into uh, overtime. That was Chris Payne, the Vice President of Diggers Rest. And, Will, you've organised a very special guest on the line now. We do have a special guest. We've got the man in question, the man of the hour who stuffed up the scoreboard. Joel Badger is on the line. Joel, were you pissed during the game? (laughs) Uh, I wouldn't think so. (laughs) What happened, mate? Uh, Well, I I was a bit nervous about it because obviously it was a really tight game. So I went to go check with the... um, Time uh, keepers, whatever, because they were just next to us. And yep. Yeah, must have missed it when we went to check, because I checked with them, and they said the scores were all right. And then turns out I was wrong, and they dogged me, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you know where the point happened at the match where you were one off? Uh, no idea. Just, yeah, must have missed it completely. <laughs> <laughs> just added fresh air. Which, which, were you going for either team? Are you a Diggers Rest fan? Uh, oh, not really. Apparently, I don't really like either of the sides, but... <laughs> Yeah. So how did, how did you get into timekeeping and scoreboard operation? Uh, I got sucked into it by the committee and the footy club. <laughs> Do you reckon you'll get another gig next year? No, nah, another chance. <laughs> <laughs> were, you, were you good at maths at school, Joel? Oh, I was hopeless. <laughs> <laughs> was there a moment where you were like, when you realised that you'd, you'd cocked it up, was it just, did your heart sink? Did you, were you, were you panicking? Yeah, I just sort of died inside and just tried to hide from everyone. I was like, shit, that went no one's seen me. <laughs> Did anyone from the club get in touch with you? Yeah, they all sort of come up in the end and said, what did you do? How'd that happen? I'm like, uh, yeah, my bad. <laughs> yeah, you must be pretty relieved that they went on to win, though. Yeah, luckily for me. So you'd be looking for a new career next year to help out? <laughs> Maybe running waters or anything, just keeping away from the numbers? Yeah, I'll keep as far away as I can. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, Joel. Well, thanks for joining us. Enjoy the off-season. 
Yeah, no worries, we'll do. And yeah, good luck with your with your future scorekeeping, I guess. <laughs> That, that was Joel Badger, the scoreboard operator last week down at the RDF Grand Final, who stuffed up <laughs> at the wrong score at the end. Well, at least he's owning it. The Greenfield Post on Triple M. Now, MJ, how was your weekend? That was great, thank you. Not too bad? Because you, you've had some shockers of late. <laughs> oh, give me a break. I don't know, I just made that up. Yeah. But I just wanted to, it was a segue into what yeah. I think was the worst weekend of all time. How's yeah. this? German goalkeeper Marco Kwiatek, he was playing for... SV Voldemort against right local rivals PSV Oberhausen. Yeah, almost like Voldemort. Yeah. Local rivals PSV Oberhausen. Mm. It's not the most German name you've ever heard for a footy club. Now, the goalkeeper, it was 35 nil at half time. 35 nil? Yeah, 35 nil. It was a soccer game. Voldemort, they were only allowed to field eight players. They got a few red cards. And yeah. the, the keeper was just letting them in. That's like a goal every two minutes. It ended up being 43 to nil. Mm. Um, and then five days later, goalkeeper's rocked up to training and he's been arrested by armed police officers. <laughs> what for? Under, under the suspicion of match fixing. Really? <laughs> So he's let 43 goals in. He's probably had the worst perf- performance of his life. <laughs> been arrested. You were that bad. We reckon you threw it. You were that- <laughs> was he not trying? Have you seen any vision of him? He- I'd love to see some vision. There's a photo of him getting led away. It's quite funny. From the training? From training, yeah. A yeah. couple oh, of cops side by so, side. So that's Voldemort in the in the German, what, seconds or third league? Or- oh, I don't know. I assume there's a market for it. Yeah. But anyway, I hope your weekend was better than that. It was. Well, I think everyone in Mel- in Victoria's weekend was better than that after the doggies win. How good was that? Yep. And, I'm up and about. And even better than that, or equal, almost, was the Storm winning. Oh, mate. The Storm, to a grand final. the Storm just keep getting the job done. Every single year, it seems like they're in a prelim. Yeah. And every second year, they're in a grand final. They're incredible. I saw uh, Andrew Johns was a bit scathing. Uh, in, in his analysis of the Storm, though, he thought the better team lost. Well, he thinks they're going to get smashed next week. He does. I, I disagree with that. When you've got an immortal on your side, like yeah. Cameron Smith and Cooper Cronk and yeah. Craig Bellamy, how good's that going to be? It's basically Queensland versus New South Wales this weekend. That's right. Now, we've had a few requests. Earlier in the show, Will, we played um, a, a song uh, we wrote which sort of wrapped up the year to the tune of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. Now, that's going to be on the Greenfield um, post Facebook page tomorrow yep. afternoon with accompanying video. There's a video coming with it, so if you want, if you missed it or you want to hear it again, it'll be up on the Greenfield Post Facebook page yep. tomorrow. The requests have been deafening. <laughs> you, we're we're gonna get to it, all right. Yeah. If you want to see it, it'll jump be, on yeah. Facebook tomorrow. We're just building the tension. Yep. Well, this has been the Greenfield Post on Triple M. This time next week, we will know who the grand final winner is. It'll be locked in. And before oh. we go, I just want a quick shout out to Ling John. We mentioned it earlier in the show, but he did one of the all-time great sleight of hands yep. during the uh, VFL grand final today, strapping up his non-injured shoulder. It was very deceptive. So I love it. So all the Casey Scorpions were sort of coming up and hip and shouldering his fo- shoulder that was okay. Yeah. You what? see the footage. It's like when the Lions went after Nick Rewalt when he busted his uh, his collarbone. They, that, they were showing no mercy. It was, was just, just the wrong arm. They, they couldn't put a foot wrong now, the Bulldogs, across any level yeah. this weekend. How good was that? Just shows. Do a bit of research. Yeah. Now jump on the Facebook tomorrow. This podcast will be available yep. as well as that video that we just mentioned yep and we'll be back next week at 10 p.m on triple m sounds like a plan peace catch you later